Welcome to the Ignite Physio Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Kopian, and this is episode number 16. Today, we're going to be continuing the conversation around navigating difficult conversations. And in my last episode, uh, I went through uh, the whole idea of three different conversations that are taking place during an awkward or difficult conversation. And I'm really basing uh, these uh, podcasts and blog posts around uh, the content in the book, Difficult Conversations. And uh, that book was written by Douglas Stone, Bruce Patton, and Sheila Heen uh, out of the Harvard Negotiation Project. And uh, I definitely would encourage you to listen to that first uh, episode in this series so that you can uh, get a little bit more background in terms of what we're talking about and uh, really get a better understanding of the framework around how to navigate difficult conversations. In today's episode, I want to talk about this whole idea of intentions. And it's, uh, I think, it's such a great uh, section in the book. And I really feel like when I read this initially a number of years ago, uh, this was one of the biggest takeaways for me was the idea of separating um, one's intentions from the impact that we have on people. Uh, and this becomes so important when we're dealing uh, and interacting uh, and going through difficult conversations. Now, I think it's easy to, to, you know, and safe to say that when we're in a difficult conversation and, and you know, our adrenaline's going a little bit and, and it's awkward and it's challenging, we're going to be making assumptions about other people's intentions. And intentions are so powerful because we will change our tune in terms of how we interact with that person based on whether we feel that their intentions were good or bad towards us. And the problem is, is that we will make um, a few mistakes around this whole topic of intentions. And the first mistake that we make is that we're often wrong about people's intentions. You know, I think we're dealing with a really limited uh, set of uh, data around people's intentions. And so when we're making, uh, you know, assumptions around people's intentions, it's really hard to get it right. And we don't know what their beliefs are, their specific values, their own thinking on something, uh, their history, uh, ways that they've been hurt or challenged in the past. And all of these things come together um, in these conversations. And so it's really, really hard to get uh, an understanding of one's intentions by just assuming that we know what they are. And so the challenge is, is that we will make assumptions about intentions based on the impact of the other person's behavior on us. So if you just take a, you know, pretty simple, you know, physiotherapy specific example, you know, let's say that a colleague uh, maybe questions um, some of our assessment findings with regards to a patient and we may feel uh, a little bit threatened or attacked by that. And we make the assumption that they're maybe trying to make us look stupid or, you know, they may be trying to, uh, you know, make us feel awkward. And we're going to make assumptions that they were trying to do that based on the fact that we felt threatened or attacked. And so it's so easy for that transition to happen where, again, we we have we are impacted by someone's behavior or words uh, and then we we jump to that conclusion that we know what they were trying to do or why they were trying to do it and unfortunately especially when we are dealing with difficult or awkward situations and conversations it's really really easy to jump uh, towards assuming the worst in the other person you know I think that we would like to be able to, you know, have a glass half full mentality, but I think it's definitely easy to, um, you know, have those assumptions around intentions um, be more on the negative side than on the positive side. So, you know, let's say that we have, you know, our employer who has, you know, maybe delayed uh, implementing a schedule change at the clinic, 
you know, and we may quite easily jump to the conclusion that they don't want to give us that schedule change. Um, and I think what's also interesting and, and something that I was reflecting on is that it's also much easier to jump to a negative conclusion about one's intentions if we already have a history of negative or unresolved interactions with that person. Fortunately, it just creates these layers of interaction. And so it's so much easier to just jump towards something that we, we think we know what they're doing and why they're doing it. Now, what's interesting as well is that even though we'll maybe be harder uh, on someone else's intentions in terms of that we think that it might be more negative, we'll often treat our intentions more charitably than the other person's. And it's so easy and it often happens on unconsciously. And, you know, we'll attribute bad intentions to the other person, but we'll give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. So, again, if we continue with that, you know, clinic schedule change, you know, we may have personally delayed confirming uh, our desired uh, schedule change, uh, but we'll give ourselves more slack because we're like, well, yeah, but I had to, um, you know, I had a really busy couple of work days or I was, you know, had a family issue that came up. And so we'll be, you know, really quite forgiving for ourselves, but no, we won't necessarily reciprocate that to the other person. And I think that um, we often, it's easy to, again, uh, think that the other person's are, you know, intentions are less than pure and they maybe intended to hurt us. But I think it's safe to say that it's far less frequent than we we would assume. And the challenge when we make assumptions around, you know, intentions is that we often start to make judgments about their character. So, you know, for example, you know, this patient doesn't care about getting better or, you know, my colleague is trying to make my life difficult. You know, I think we start to really get, um, you know, we move from just pure intentions to making, you know, around specific behavior to intentions around and judgments around their character. Now, we're not always saying these things out loud. I think a lot of times we're we're having this is a lot of internal dialogue that's going on and we're often not aware of that internal dialogue as it's happening because it just happens below the radar. And I think that, you know, if we can take that step back and say, you know what, what am I what am I, you know, making these judgments on? Like what what are these intentions and assumptions based on that that I am uh, you know now starting to color that interaction or that person or relationship? You know where is that coming from? And I think that you know journaling on this these type of uh, things is really helpful to sort of get us below that uh, to that deeper level of awareness around our own uh, thoughts and feelings and beliefs. Now, I think that, you know, when we make these assumptions around intentions and then we start to make assumptions around their character, we're again, we're basing this on such little information. So if again, we take the example of the patient who doesn't care about getting better, you know, I think the problem is, is that, you know, we don't really know if they're struggling with depression or maybe they have, you know, difficult children at home. And we're jumping to some pretty serious conclusions around that patient's intentions of uh, for recovery without really exploring what's going on for that other person. And so I think it's something that, again, if we're aware of, it's much easier to just take a little bit of a step back and maybe not rush so quickly into uh, assuming intentions uh, for the other person. Now, the problem with making assumptions around intentions is that it also creates defensiveness. You know, I think that uh, if someone, uh, you know, would make assumptions around uh, your intention for how you behaved or what you said, you know, you would feel pretty defensive because truthfully, they're likely going to be wrong around why you did what you did. And so we have to flip that around and say, okay, well, if I'm if I'm making assumptions around someone's intentions, you know, how is that going to make them feel? And is that going to help to create a positive conversation? Or is that going to, again, uh, start to create a bit of a downward spiral and also create a lot of defensiveness, which 
unfortunately just really doesn't help to move the conversation along. And the authors bring up a good point in terms of um, our assumptions around intentions is that, that it can become quickly self-fulfilling. So, you know, as they share, they say, you know, when we think others have bad intentions towards us, it affects our behavior. And in turn, how we behave affects how they treat us. And before we know it, our assumption that they've had bad intentions towards us has come true. And so, you know, we get that self-fulfilling prophecy and it ends up being a situation where, you know, we now feel almost validated because we were like, well, yeah, but that was, that's what I assumed their intentions would be without recognizing how our assumptions have actually clouded and changed the interaction dynamic between you and the other person. Now you think, okay, well, great, Andrew, that's awesome. Why don't I just uh, clarify my intentions so that they can understand that I wasn't meaning to hurt them? And I think that often when we're in these difficult conversations and where there's misunderstandings or, you know, challenges around this area, you know, we think, okay, well, no, I've just got to clarify that I wasn't meaning to hurt them. I, I wasn't trying to be difficult or I wasn't, you know, trying to attack them in terms of my, you know, feedback. Uh, you know, for charting as, you know, that uh, previous example. But I think the problem is, is that when we jump really quickly to um, just clarifying our intentions is that we often miss um, the underlying messages from the other person. So, you know, if we take the example of, you know, why were you trying to make my life harder by not charting more detail? If someone asks that, you know, you could quickly clarify and say, well, that wasn't my intention to make your life harder. But again, we're missing the two separate messages. You know, the first being that they think they know your intentions, right? And the second being that they felt inconvenienced and perhaps frustrated, and they maybe felt like they couldn't actually, um, you know, treat that patient well because they didn't have enough detail. And so we we will try to address that first challenge, which is, look, you you didn't know my intentions, but we often will miss that second message. And I think that when we jump too quickly to trying to clarify intention, which, which I think is still really important to do, I think if we can just wait and really sort of look to explore a little bit around that second message that's going on within that statement, I think we're going to end up moving the conversation along much more quickly and more effectively and it's going to help that other person feel more understood and feel heard. And I think that's so important in these kind of conversations where, you know, even though our intentions may have been good, we still impacted that person in a particular way. And that makes it so important to understand what that impact is so that they feel heard and they can then start to move that conversation forward. So how do we avoid these mistakes? I think the first thing we need to do, and as the authors recommend, is that we need to avoid making the automatic leap from an impact to intention. So for example, if we take the statement, I was taken advantage of, which is sharing impact, versus you intended to take advantage of me, which assumes intent, you know, I think we have to recognize and start to create a little bit more of an awareness in terms of that shift and um, separate that out, uh, those two types of statements. And so what they recommend doing is asking th yourself three questions. The first is, what did the other person actually say or do? So really looking at the action element of this. Uh, the second component is, what was the impact of this on me? So, you know, understanding what that impact was versus, you know, what the intentions side of it was. And then the assumption, you know, because again, we're always making assumptions around intention. So based on this impact, what assumption am I making about the other person in terms of what they intended? 
And so I think if we can start to recognize that and and just be okay with the fact that, yes, we will make assumptions around intent. There is uh, That is going to happen, and I don't think we can get away from that. And we're not trying to get away from that, but what we want to do is hold ourselves and that assumption a little more loosely and really look at it as a hypothesis in terms of, you know, I have you know, I want to look at my assumption as a hypothesis that needs to be tested and explored. And when we can do that, we can again take a little bit of that step back, get a little bit of breathing room in terms of the conversation, which is going to really help us, um, again, be able to have a more meaningful and uh, less intense uh, dialogue where we actually have the opportunity to take more of an exploratory approach to understanding the other person. So I think if we again, if we look at that, we have three questions we want to ask ourselves. You know, what did the other person actually say or do? You know, what was the impact of this on me? And then based on this impact, what assumption am I making about what the other person intended? And so, you know, I think it's really helpful to look at those questions and maybe even take some recent conversations that you maybe have had or sort of challenging uh, relationship situations that maybe aren't, you know, too stressful for you. So again, like on the scale of, you know, one to 10, where having a an argument uh, with your significant other might be, you know, really intense, or, you know, planning, say, a vacation with a friend, you know, may be less intense, right? And I think that it's helpful to look at these conversations and to explore some of these things where that intensity isn't as high, because it's going to be much easier to uh, work through some of the uh, thinking around this and be able to ask yourself some of these questions so that you can actually work through this in a way that doesn't have so many layers attached to it. You know, I think it's when we have these long-standing relationships where there's there's perhaps um, a lot of different layers of uh, hurt and impact and assumptions around intention. And I think that those are tougher, you know, relationships to mend and heal and look at instead of say, well, let's have something that maybe has some significance. There's a little bit of awkwardness, but it isn't, I don't feel like as much of, you know, my self-identity is on the line. I don't feel like my emotions are as intense. And those are the conversations where you can work, start to work through this and start to really uh, develop some skill around separating impact from intent and starting to work through this uh, conversation. And I think what is also helpful is, again, as I mentioned earlier, is to actually take a little bit of time and just journal about these things. You know, so whether, again, it's a past conversation or something that's coming up in the future that, um, you know, that might be a useful uh, sort of uh, practice scenario to work through. I think that the more that we can understand ourselves and understand our own assumptions around and our own intentions around specific uh, relationships, the better we're going to be to to be able to start to uh, vocalize that, but also get a better understanding of what's going on below the surface. And I think that that's always the challenge with these kind of conversations is that you know, we have, you know, what we have, like, you know, the, if we look at a river, we have, you know, what's on the surface, but there's so much that's going beneath, going on beneath the surface. And what I've found personally helpful, you know, my own life, and whether that's uh, professionally or personally, is that taking the time to really journal through some of these things, and just start to write through some of these scenarios, explore some of those feelings, maybe look at a past situation that you found was challenging, and say, okay, what was going on for me there? What, why did I, why was it there was so much emotion tied to that conversation? And, you know, what, you know, when I got hurt by someone, you know, whether again, it's work or personal, what intent, you know, what assumptions did I make around their intentions? You know, what, how did they impact me? You know, going through some of that is going to really uh, give you a leg up in terms of um, 
understanding yourself better, but also be able to navigate some of these conversations more effectively in the future. So I hope you enjoyed uh, today's session. And, um, you know, I really uh, would love to have any uh, thoughts or feedback. Uh, you know, you can feel free to uh, post a question on the Ignite site in our Q&A section or uh, in one of the blog posts around um, in this series on difficult conversations and look forward to the next uh, episode here. Take care. Thank you.